Today on The Breakdown, Sam Greenwood and Dario San Martino, two of the biggest names in poker, two of the most successful guys, especially recently. San Martino famously finished second in the World Series of Poker main event in 2019, as well as, I believe, third in the World Series of Poker Europe main event, also in 2019. Sam Greenwood has been tearing up the high-stakes tournament scene in the Super High Rollers for what feels like a year now. He's just had a monster 2019 as well. These guys are two of the most successful players in the world. There's just about like 100 players left in the World Series of Poker main event in 2019. They're together at the same table, and they play a hand. Well, let me just say this. Oh, do they play a hand? (laughs) We're going to talk about it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Could you make it more generic next time? I didn't want to give anything away. Yeah. That was the thing. I started to like go in that direction. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna keep this. I'm gonna keep all these little tender vittles to myself and uh, dole them out one by one to the listeners as we go across the slight little reveals all the way through. You know, tender riddles, tender vittles, vittles. What's yeah. a vittle? Um, well, tender vittles. I can guess what vittles are, but tender vittles were a dog treat. I don't know if they still are, but they were back in the day. Oh. It's a little, a little tiny thing. I think vittles actually were part of uh, like an animal part, like in the in the body of an animal, which like little vittles. Yeah, I think. I but was, I could be wrong on that one. This is a, already going to go off way on a tangent, but but whatever. Why not? That's what we do here. It makes me think of something. A, a common thought of mine with with language, with words like overwhelmed. Like, cause you, you mm. have to qualify the vittles as tender, right? Tender vittles. That's the only way you know to how to like describe what they are. Well, no, you know, actually, no, actually vittles, I think are a thing. And then okay. tender vittles were like the dog treat. Okay. So it's a little different than what you're going to talk about now. But I'm wondering, is there such thing as whelmed, which means like the mm-hmm. satisfactory level of whelming. Mm-hmm. You're not over or underwhelmed. Yeah. That's a thing. Does anybody um, ever use that in a sentence? No one ever uses that. There's lots of words like that for sure. But what, what, how would you use it? What does it really mean? I mean, if someone says, you know, how, what, how was the movie? Did you love it? And you're like, well, I was whelmed by it. Which means? It was okay. It was fine. That's so about it's it. like calmed almost? Or like I went, no, no, no. satisfied? It was, it was like vaguely satisfied. It was workmanlike. It was mediocre. It didn't like bowl me over, but I wasn't. It, it's, but it did like satiate me enough. But no one ever uses that ever, except clever writers ever use the term whelmed. What about nonplussed? Has anybody ever plussed? Um, well, nonplus is, uh, actually, I don't know if this is true or not. I'm just realizing that, but it's possible it, it derived from, uh, 1984, the book, 1984, where mm. they're double plus good and all that. So it could be nonplussed. Um, but I don't know if that's true or not. I know it's not actually in the book, but I'm wondering if that, because people started saying things after 1984 came out, including double plus and double plus good and, and all the like. Okay. For a while, not anymore, obviously, but I remember this, this was like the thirties, you know, so I have pretty good memories. My memory goes back. <laughs> so non, but nonplussed. Yeah. It's possible that it's not related to that. It is. And then you could just say plussed, which means you enjoy something. Uh-huh. Because nonplussed is like, you're like not satisfied by what has. Unimpressed. Has, yeah, transpired. Yeah. yeah. All right. This was a fascinating little I thought diversion. it was good. I thought we need to talk about it. You know, <laughs> people don't talk about enough stuff. <laughs> the New Yorker had an article once where the guy wrote, the entire article, it was like a one page and it was entirely doing stuff like this, saying he was whelmed instead of overwhelmed and just like described everything with the opposite way you'd normally use and just part of the word. But 
I don't remember it anymore. I just remember reading it and a friend of mine loved it. That sounds extremely New Yorker-y. It was. Yeah. It was. All right. Let's talk about poker, I guess. Yes. Let's there, do it. Is there such thing as cur or just poker? You know what I'm saying? Wow. Well, yeah. Kerr is, of course, Steve Kerr. Yeah. Coach of the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. And then poker is it's, a game that he likes to play and he go, likes to yell, Po! I win again. <laughs> and that's where you get poker. I really, I just want to say this to new listeners. Give us a few more minutes. Yeah. We're yeah, going to earn your trust. It's, it's really, it's going to get better. I promise. I mean, there's no guarantee. I promise. I'm putting my, my, Word on the line here. It's going to get better. That was guys. foolish because I can influence that. And now I can destroy you. You have word. too much pride to let the show stay bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad. It's amazing. It's so good. All right. Poker. All right. So it's day six of the World Series of Poker main event. Obviously a very big spot for anybody involved. It's yeah. the dream. It kind of is the dream. Even for these guys who have seen it all. This is a really big deal. Yeah. I mean, like Sam Greenwood is crushing the high rollers and stuff. But if he wins the world series of poker main event, he becomes a household name, at least among people who like no poker. If he makes just the final table, it's a huge deal. Everyone will be talking about him in a different way. He'll be the face of the final table. Almost always to real, even that little on winning it, you know, but winning it of course is another level entirely. Yeah. So yeah. And he, there he's getting close at this point, you know? Yep. Yep. And uh, this hand was suggested by Leonard Julius nice. on Twitter. Leonard, uh, he didn't include a YouTube link and a timestamp because it's a poker go hand. And if it's a poker go hand, you can't do that. You can just tell us where the episode is. You can even provide a link actually, which is fine too. That works as well, but you have to tell us what time within mm. the episode it, it happens because otherwise we won't be able to find it. Cause those episodes tend to be like six hours long and yeah, we're not they don't, they don't have it. the timestamp ability like YouTube does. But of course, if you use YouTube to suggest a hand, include a YouTube link and a timestamp. Yep. We need to know where it is so we can look at it. So we can enjoy it. If you timestamp it correctly, we can just click on it and it'll take us right to it. But if not, you can always just tell us the time and we can find it easily that way, even with the YouTube video. We are the Poker Guys on Twitter. If you insist on spelling out the entire Twitter handle is at the number two Poker Guys. Yep. That is how you can find us there. All right. So 550K, 100K, day six of the main event. Yeah. We've got a guy who is not going to matter. He's what we call a garbage human on this show. We do. His name is Kudos. We don't care about him. We don't care Sorry. about his stack. We know he has two fours. We know he's on the button. We know he raises to 220K. Yep. Seems fine. I like it. I'm cool with it. Sam Greenwood is in the small blind. He has 6.9 million, 69 blinds. Yeah. He's got two sevens. This feels like a three bet, doesn't it? It does. How many, how many chips does Kudos have? Well, I told you it doesn't matter, but I in know, fact, but I guess it does. does a little bit. He has more. He has, he has both okay. uh, Greenwood and San Martino covered. I find it a little surprising that Sam Greenwood isn't going to just raise here and often just pick up the pot. Um, it seems fine. This hand doesn't play super well out of position, um, but maybe he's Sam Greenwood. And he just feels like, you know what? It's cool, man. I can, I can play in any direction. Well, then another thing that makes me want to raise is very likely to be the second best player at the table is directly on his left and is going to call a lot if Sam Greenwood is just calling and then he's going to be out of position to that guy the whole hand. And you have a kind of hand that doesn't love it if Dario were to squeeze either. Yeah. Right. So Dario, of course, San Martino is on his left in the big blind. Um, yeah, Dario squeeze is like, are we really going to put in a, a four bet out of nowhere from the small blind? Is that a good idea with two sevens? Do we really... I guess we can't fold, but now we're going to call and play a hand that does not play well post-flop, usually out of position um, to an aggressive three-better very often and a good three-better, a good player. Like, it's, it's going to be tough to navigate as Sam Greenwood. 
but yeah, but he decides to call. So I guess he's willing to just deal with all of that. I would expect a three bet almost always from him here. Yeah, it's a little bit strange, but whatever. He trusts his post flop chops. He's got to protect his small blind calling range, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, Dario is in the big blind and he has a hand that he could very well squeeze with. He has 6.28 million, by the way, about 63 blinds. He has ace of diamonds, five of spades. So he has an ace blocker. That's pretty sick. I mean, you could just make it 800 K here and mostly against these ranges. You're going to win, right? I would expect that Sam actually is not folding that often. You think he doesn't have too many folds here? No, I think he's got the hands that he would call with and fold. Actually, he wouldn't call with. He'd probably three bet them a lot more. That may be true. Um, so like, I think he's got like, if he's got King Queen suited, he's not folding it. Like if he's got a pocket pair, he's not folding it. So we don't have as much fold equity as we'd like, but then we get to play in position in a bloated pot against Sam Greenwood usually heads and up. We have a lot of wins on a lot of flops that we don't improve on. Right. So I'm actually a little surprised that neither of these guys squeeze here, but I, I understand Dario more than I understand Sam at least. Cause like you said, Sam calling invites Dario in so much. Dario at least gets the opportunity to close the action with a reasonable hand. Yeah. You know, so, and then he doesn't, you know, I guess, is everyone just doing pot control because it's day six of the world series? Yeah. Maybe, maybe Greenwood and Dario are like, okay, all of the rest of these guys at this table fucking suck compared to us. Yeah, like, why true. are we going to get in a big confrontation against each other? when we can just kind of pick these guys apart. I mean, Sam by three betting stays out of a confrontation. Yeah, confrontation I agree. Though. Um, but still he's, but this is them like putting few chips in and, and trying to keep the pot small. It's not crazy to try and keep the pot small, but I'm surprised. I, w- I would expect either one of these guys to be three betting a lot here. I would absolutely expect that. And it doesn't happen. No. Dario calls pots going to be 760 K. Okay. The flop is 10 of clubs, seven of hearts, king of diamonds. Sam flopped a set. That's a good flop. It's a terrible flop for Kudos. It yes. is a terrible flop for Dario. Yes. It's a great flop for Sam. All of that said, is this a spot where Sam should lead? Interesting question. Uh, mostly not, I think. Mostly not. Uh, Kudos is going to see bet this pot a lot, I think, on the King High board. I guess, but... Here's the thing yeah. that makes me think he's, if he's capable, competent, thinking player, maybe not going to see about this so much in a high leverage spot at this part, part of the main event. Sure. King high rainbow board. That, that part's good. In name sounds like I'm the, I'm the razor. That's my board. I'm supposed to bet that. But there are so many straight draws. There are. And so many types of hands that hit one pair here that aren't folding. And we're just going to be sitting there with fours being like, well, I could decide to put them on a 10 and keep going, or I could just shut down on the turn, you know? Oh, sure. With Kudo's actual hand, yeah, this isn't going to work very well, I don't think. I'm not talking about that. I'm thinking about Kudo's range, though, instead. Right. Of like, but assuming he doesn't have a king, which he's not going to have that frequently. No. Better. The thing is, though, if Kudo's has a 10, he's going to check, right? Yeah. And if Kudos has jacks, he's going to check a lot. And if yeah. Kudos has nines, he's going to check. But if we bet, he's going to call yep. with a lot of those hands. So that is, that's a kind of a good reason to bet. Right. But I was responding to you saying that I know. you expected Kudos to see bet a lot. No, no, I understand. I understand. Okay. I'm sort of going in a different direction thinking about, um, I'm thinking about all the checks he has too. Um, okay. So why, so why are we saying, not that you're saying this, but I my first response was, um, I think he should check. Not that he should check, but I think like, cause, cause Kudos has a lot of C-bets. Does Kudos really have a lot of C-bets is, is the real question yeah. we're trying to answer. I mean, without knowing anything about the player, if you're sitting there with two fours, are you betting this or not? No. If you're sitting this there with uh, King Queen, are you betting this? Yes. Yes. 
You're sitting there with Ace-10. Are you betting this? Maybe. Mm, yeah, it's close. Um, worst 10s, probably not. Yeah, it's just the type of board that I feel like I'm not betting as frequently. Like, I'm not betting with bluffs, really, on this board is what I'm basically getting mm-hmm. at. Three ways against really good players, mostly. And, and the pot's like, still smaller. There's so like, many gut shots. There's two yeah. open-enders. There's, yeah. It's just too, it's too wet to get through enough. Yeah. Yeah, that's not crazy. So, yeah, I think... Maybe it's best to to lead as Greenwood because of that. If we don't expect to see bet from Kudos very mm-hmm. often, yeah. The thing is, Greenwood knows that um, Dario's got Ace High, no draw, and Kudos has two fours. And it's just not. He knows it. Him. Yeah, there's right. no value, of course. So he has to check. No, of course he doesn't know that. But um, like I think it's a completely different story, by the way. If it's a King Seven Deuce board, entirely different story. Right. It, it, like the the ten being in there just creates so many more hands that can continue. Yeah, especially when Greenwood flats, by the way, in the uh, small blind. Yeah. Right now, he's got a lot of those hands, a lot of the gut shots and a lot of the straight draws. Yeah. Stuff, like so many. And or, a lot of, or, or and a lot of tens. A lot yeah. of tens. A lot of kings, a lot of tens. Yeah. Um, he's 10 suited is right yeah. there. If he's assigned not to three about that, right? Yeah. yeah. Queen Jack suited. So all that makes me think I, I like a, a lead from Greenwood. I mean, obviously, we know it that's would interesting, end yeah. up in a disastrous fold fold, and that would be bad. But, you know, that just happens sometimes. Yeah, because the other thing to think about here, if we don't lead... How are we going to get value with our set? Are we going to check raise? Is that the plan? I think because that's often not going to work. I guess out that's super a good well. question because Greenwood does check, and I wonder what his plan is. Is yeah. it to check raise or is it to check call? I think it's probably to check call. I was that was my instinct too, but then how are we supposed to get more value later? We're going to check raise the turn. Like the later we check raise, the more scary it is, right? Well, I almost want to check raise earlier. When we check call, I feel like so many turns go check check, and then we bet the river, and that's how we try to get value. It's just so little value now. It's like it wasn't worth set mining for. Yeah, I guess problem. that's a good point because now, like if he leads, he probably gets called by king queen, and on yeah. clean runouts can get called by king queen on three streets, whereas he's probably only getting two streets of value out of king queen if he check calls because. King Queen is not betting the river if it bets the turn. And if it checks the turn, it's just going to call the river. Yeah, he would need to like successfully check raise the turn against King Queen, which I don't know if that's going to work out or not. Yeah, um, that's tough. But you're right. King Queen might check back the turn sometimes. And yeah, it's really hard to get more than two streets. So I think as Sam, we need the question. It has to be, yeah, how do we get a, a three streets plus? Meaning like if we can get a raise in there too. Cool. But um, three streets has got to be the the goal and probably leading is the best way to do it. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, once in a while, someone has flopped top two and you're going to get more than three streets and then, you know, you get the fourth street of value. Um, and a bunch of times you get no value, right? And maybe Sam is just concerned about getting any value, but I think when we decide to flat with two sevens in the small blind, like we're kind of playing it for its set value as much as anything that we're not only set mining, but we're doing a lot of set mining because we're going to be three ways and out of position to everyone. Yeah. So like we have to go for really getting a lot of chips now post flop. Yeah. And it feels like the best way to do that is to lead. It does. It does. But Sam checks. Okay. I wonder if maybe he's just going to check raise because he's like, my reputation is such that I can get value by check raising. Yeah. It's not crazy. That's possible as well. He can have all the gutters and check raise in theory. I don't know if he's actually doing it on this board. Um, he can certainly have uh, the open ender, he can well, have top two. If my analysis of Kudos is correct and he's not betting without kind of a real hand, then yeah. Sam probably shouldn't be check raising all his gutters. Right. Because then he doesn't have a ton of fold equity. Right. Which he doesn't want with a set of sevens, obviously, but he would want with the gutters. So it all kind of gets circular. Mm-hmm. Maybe he thinks Kudos is only going to bet a real hand here. And so Elite is, he, he can't get more than, he can't get three streets 
out of anything that Kudos isn't going to bet anyway. Something like that. Like if he has King Queen, great. I'm going to be able to check raise and get three streets. Basically, yeah, maybe a lot. A lot of the time, I don't know how often, but like because now if you check raise the flop. Kudos has got a real decision with King Queen on the turn. Like I assume he's calling the flop. Yeah, but the, the turn now is hard. It's a u- it's a huge bet on the turn. Right, it's troublesome, and it's setting up um, what might be a shove on the river sometimes, or yeah. a big, big, at big river a, bet. At least a tournament altering size. Yeah, bet. yeah. It's like everything suddenly is like for real, you know, for Kudos. Even though Kudos has um, Sam out chipped here, still so the pot is suddenly monstrous, and like you don't really want to do that with one pair if you can avoid it. Sometimes you can't help it. And Sam Green is a re- is an interesting guy to to decide to station with with a hand like that. So yeah. you might decide to do it, but it's rough. King Queen blocks a lot of the straight draws anyway. You know, it's not fantastic. It's not no. the best hand for it. I don't know. It's it's a rough spot. You know, it's bad when when Levy says fantastic as if his draws wired shut. Yep. You know, you know that's bad news. It is exactly yeah. right. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, so Sam checks in. Predictably, it checks around after that. Yeah. Makes sense for the other two guys to check, right? San Martino is just like closing the action pre-flop. Like, I hope I hit something with my ace five, and this is a horrible flop for it. Yeah, and, and kudos is going to. We, bet a we lot, already kind of went through why why kudos wouldn't bet without. Yeah. Kind but of I still would like to say kudos to that check. Yes, excellent check, kudos. Kudos. Do they still make those bars? Kudos bars. I don't know, but I used to love them. They were pretty good. I don't know if I really used to love them, but they had chocolate around them, and that was exciting at the time. You know what else is pretty good is our book. I know. How can he fold? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Incredible poker hands broken down decision by decision. Finally got it right. I'm really proud of you. The book is out by now. It's on Amazon. You can get it on Amazon. And we are actually really excited about this book. We had a lot of fun writing it. Oh, yeah. We think it's a fun book. It's It's big time tournament hands involving the best and most famous players in the world. Yes. Which is obviously what we do a lot on this podcast as well. But... It's kind of like a text version of it with a bit more technical analysis and, you know, visual thing going on. Obviously, it's a book. The graphics are beautiful. It's really cool. It looks really good. We do uh, 37 hands in the right. book, too. If you so. use this podcast for study at all, I think the book is even a better version of mm-hmm. uh, to study. I mean, you can mark it up. Obviously, that helps. But it's like, you know, we had time to think about what we we're going to say back and forth. We made sure it was kind of correct, you know. As best we could. As best we could. <laughs> so that's what it is. It's a conversational back and forth. We hash out all the inter- interesting spots in each hand. There's uh, 37 chapters. They're two to five pages. They're bite-sized, digestible, super fun chapters. Uh, you'll actually read it. That's what it says on the back, and we it's kind true. of believe that. It's fun to read. Yeah, and we kind of think, like, I know this. the audience is probably a little bit less than the 10-cent home game crowd, but, you know, think about gifts, maybe. It's a good it's a gift for anybody. It's a great gift for all your poker friends. Like, whether a person either plays in a 10-cent home game, and that's the only thing they play in, or they play in the World Series of Poker every year, it's a great book for you. We have way different levels of hands and complexity of analysis, and we try to ramp it up as we go through the book. It's, we think it's really fun. We think it's a great book. We spent a lot of time on it. We want you to buy it. We, we really want you to buy it. You can get it on Amazon. It's also on our website, thepokerguys.net. Um, so you can go there if you want to. That is just not for the paperback, although there's a link to go, th- to go there to get Amazon, the, the, um, the Amazon link. But there's also, if you can buy it directly through us for the, um, the e-versions of it, so like the EPUB version or the Kindle version or anything yeah. like that, it's all available to you. We really are proud of this book. We spent a full year on this book, and uh, we really hope you enjoy it. Yeah. We think you will. So check it out. How Can You Fold? Incredible Poker Hands Broken Down Decision by Decision by Grant Dennison. Jonathan by the way, if you've already bought the book or if you are yeah. sure you're going to buy the book, make sure you leave an Amazon review for Please. it. That'll help us out immensely. And just, that's just like a little favor to us, but we'd appreciate it. You know, yeah, it'd be great. Yeah. Hopefully you liked it. Yeah. 
if, if you, you really like didn't it. like it, you could you could forget halfway through. Yeah. You, could, you could memento this thing and just yeah. not remember about that Amazon review. Like, what am I doing in front of this computer? A review for what? Well, I guess it's just porn again. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So after the check through on the flop, which was King of Diamonds, 10 of Clubs, 7 of Hearts, Pot is still 760K. Sam Greenwood still has a set of sevens with a 7 of Clubs and 7 of Spades. Dario San Martino has Ace-5 and Kudos on the button has two fours. The turn is the Ace of Clubs. Well, that's not great for Dario. No, it brings a second club. It brings the, the straight in for Queen Jack. Queen Jack gets there and the second club comes in and Dario, of course, makes top pair with no kicker. Yeah. Greenwood's got to start betting now, right? Like Kudos has plenty of Ace Rag in his range that he's going to call with. I think so. You wouldn't expect Dario to have as much of it, but one of these guys usually has a calling hand at this point. I think so. I think yeah. absolutely. You just hope it's not Queen Jack, although you'd have expected Kudos to bet Queen Jack on the flop. Maybe not Dario. Dario's the one guy who can really have Queen Jack. Yeah. So Grimm is going to bet. He's going to bet one third pot, 250K. Okay. He's trying to keep the 10s alive, I guess, like Jack 10, Queen 10 type hands. Maybe. 10, 9, maybe. Yeah. Stuff like that. Otherwise, you'd think he'd bet bigger if you're expecting an ace. He's trying to induce from clubs sometimes. Perhaps. Maybe, maybe that would be successful. We'll never know. Yep. San Martino is a pretty straightforward decision, right? Yeah. You just call and that's it. You're like, I mean, I'm losing a fair amount, but obviously I just made top pair and it's Sam freaking green when he can have lots of stuff. I guess I just call. Like, right. But would Grant, here's a fair question. Would Greenwood really pick this card to bluff on? It seems unlikely. I mean, if he, had clubs, if he had clubs, he'd probably bet. That's the one and, place. Okay, and that's the, sizing, the, the sizing makes sense with that as well. Right. And actually, then he gets there cheaper than if he checks and someone bets their ace. Or, or if he had 8-9, the open-ender that hasn't gotten there, he might yeah. he might do that as well. He might. The ace is such a bad card to do with, though, with as, as a semi-bluff card, you know? Like, right. But are you really going to just check call with those hands? Um, No, you're not, especially out of position. Yeah. So there you go. So that's why you guys you have to lead. Okay. So he can have to draws. Fair right. enough. But you don't think he has many other... You don't think he has, like, um, weird bluffs. Like, he probably doesn't have very low or zero equity bluffs here just because that card is really good for um, kudos, especially, right? Yeah. Like, you'd assume kudos is calling a lot now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I don't expect him to have no equity bluffs. Yeah. I agree. But there's plenty of draws still out there. No question. And Greenwood's the type of guy who's like, well, maybe if it doesn't work now, I can put pressure on the river. If I don't get raised here, it's unlikely to be against two pair plus, so... But you make a good point that... Um, this is exactly the spot where like kudos is if he has, if he has an ace, he's going to bet it. Like he just is right. Like you mean on the turn on the turn. So you think what's my point about Greenwood that? should check. Is that what you're saying? Um, no, I'm sorry. Let me say that again. Okay. Um, I said, you make a good point. So I was agreeing with you, but I don't know what I was agreeing with anymore. It's all gone. Okay. It's all gone. The guy's name is so funny. Kudos. I just think about those granola bars it's into and the everything's void. gone. It's into the it's void. It's all gone. I'm sorry, everyone. Let's I mean, move on. Basically, you're just in the void for billions of years. Then you're a blip and then you're in the void for billions more years. So you might as well put a lot of stuff in the void because you got to go back to it and find it. <sighs> Great. I can eat some tasty chocolatey granola. <laughs> <laughs> Does sound nice. Anyway, sorry. So what were we actually talking about, though? So we were saying we're talking about Greenwood deciding to bet and how that ace is just going to make it. So people are going to call. Yeah, and like but so. you were lamenting that from Dario's perspective, it doesn't feel like Greenwood has any no equity bluffs, right. and you were wondering if he even had equity bluffs, which I think we resolved that he probably does. He probably does. Oh, right, because... Oh, this was my point. This is why I said this. It all comes back. Kudos is probably going to bet that. He's going to bet an ace, and Sam is going to call, or like check-raising... 
probably isn't going to be great. You mean that with a club draw or an open ender or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When, he, when he has a draw, yeah. he's going to call and be out of position and then just lose a lot on the river, and it's going to suck. So this way he gets to sometimes win right now. He gets to add fold equity to, to this, right? Because he's not folding, which was your point for yeah. before as well. So that's why I said all that. It all makes sense to me now. Okay. The void, cool. man. It's rough. The void rough is... Rough place to be. Yeah. Let's continue. I saw a bumper sticker the other day that said, my other car is the void. And I kind of liked it. That's super weird. <laughs> it is. But like, you know, those are the other other car bumper stickers. And yeah. Just calling it the void. That's weird. Okay. Anyway. So kudos folds because, you know, he has two fours and there's no reason to... Yeah. But Antario, we really do think has to call, even though it's a little bit poopy. As we said, we just made this whole justification for Greenwood can have all the draws. Yeah. Pot okay. is 1.26 million. That's how many nitrogens are in my heart. That's a lot of nitrogens or a very large heart or both or small nitrogens. Even so, I don't think you've seen. I think the last time you checked in on nitrogens, smallening technology was 2015. It's yeah. changed a lot in the past four years. I mean, I, I have sort of like, you know, accounted for that. I think do you I assume know, it's smaller do than you even it used know to be. which iPhone people were using in 2015. Like it's crazy when you think about it. <laughs> it's like the iPhone, like 11 or something. Oh God. So uninformed, especially about the size of nitrogens. But you know, anyway. there's a few people who don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, right what now. we're Maybe talking we about is that. our sponsor, Nitrogen Sports Poker Room. Obviously, if you didn't figure that out, you are a fool. The good news is I've written a song about it, okay. and it goes a little something like this. I hope that this is good. My nitrogen is in the heart of every man. <laughs> My nitrogen is also in your soul. If you dig deep enough, you'll find my nitrogen. <laughs> and that's where you'll go. You'll go, go, go. <laughs> the end. That's a song. I feel like that's that explains a, everything. That's a candidate for nitrogen to make a poker time commercial out of right there. Because it doesn't make any goddamn sense. <laughs> oh, good times. Yep. Excellent times. And those types of times can be had on nitrogen sports, of course. Especially if you use the link in the description of this podcast when you sign up for Nitrogen. That gives you access to our exclusive tournament. It's got a velvet rope and shit. It's so exclusive, people don't even say the, the word fully. They say it's exclusive to let you know how important it is. That definitely made sense. Yeah. What does if, you, make, if you get into exclusive clubs, you know. What does make sense is that, is that it's a great value tournament. They guarantee a 1,000 buy-ins. We never get anywhere near that. You can hear about that on all of our other podcasts. We talk about it all the time. What also is exclusive and excellent, although not exclusive, is that they have sports betting. They do. I love it. And it's good sports betting. You should do it. They I also have, have, I have casino a bet. games. What? I made a bet recently on there. Yeah. New Jersey Nets, under 42 and a half wins. Let's go, not the Nets. You Everyone gonna else. You going to win? I mean, they have a losing record right now. We'll see. Of course, know. you made that bet in Bitcoin because Nitrogen is a Bitcoin-only gambling site. And that means... Well, it doesn't have to mean, but it does happen to mean that you get your money back super fast when you bink something and you want to withdraw it. Nitrogen only takes about 90 minutes to give it to you. That's an industry leader right there. It is super fast and super wonderful to get paid right away. Yeah, you don't want to deal with any 48-hour bullshit. It makes you want to sing. Which clearly ends up in what will probably be known as the song of 2019. <laughs> Nitrogen is somewhere deep in my heart. It's very good. Thanks, man. It's really, it feels like you put a lot of time, uh -huh. a lot of thought, practiced. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Song of the summer, 2020. <laughs> so it's going to be like a slow burn before people start really hearing it. I mean, it's going to take a word of mouth. It's a word of mouth song. It's okay. like uh, Pobrecito. No, Despacito. 
Oh, did that? Was that a slow burn? Did it take a while before? I don't know. <laughs> You're just saying. It took a while for me to hear of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you it are... was a big hit. And I was like, "What is this?" Yeah, you, uh, you're on top. You got your finger on the pulse. Despacito. All right. Anyway, we got two <laughs> of the best. We got Sam Greenwood. <laughs> right. We got Dario San Martino. We got the river coming. Okay. Greenwood has San Martino drawing dead with two sevens on a seven ten king ace board. There is a second club, which is the ace. San Martino has ace five. Pot is one point two six million which is not an insignificant pot at this stage of the tournament. The river is the three of diamonds never changes anything. Jonathan. Great card for Sam. I mean, there's so many cards that can come that are going to scare off Dario, right? Yeah. yeah all the, know. all the draws, any queen or Jack. I mean, that's also going to give Greenwood some pause too and think he could be beat now. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, so like, I mean, he still could be beat, right? He could be losing really only to queen Jack. Yeah. Queen Jack decided not to raise the turn, which possible. is possible, but that's really it. Right. Agreed. San Martino is going to raise two tens preflop, right? Almost always. Yeah. Almost always. And then he's going to raise it sometimes on the, on the turn. Also, I mean, like he, I just don't think we can worry about two tens right now. He does have all 16 combos of queen Jack preflop. Yes. Probably reduces by the turn having not raised the turn. Yeah. Maybe he's got like a third to a half of them, something like yeah. that. Um, agreed. So, okay, so he's got a few of those, but everything else, I mean, this is such a dream card for Sam. Like, there's, this is fantastic. You got to love it. Got to love it. I love it, and I'm not even Sam. I guess a seven would be a super dream card because then, like, if San Martino has an ace, he's chopping with all the aces that were beating him. It's a great point. You know, it's pretty sweet. A seven would be a, a super dreaming card, but this is among the best cards in the deck. There's a, then, there's a lot of them, but this is one. Also, of them. then you're 100% sure you're winning because you have the nuts. Which well, yeah. Always helps. We do like that. Yeah. All right, so 1.26 million in the pot. Greenwood's going to go for a big one. Yeah. He bets 1.9 million. I am of multiple minds on this, maybe up to seven minds. That's a lot of minds. Yeah. It's, I have very powerful mind uh, multiplying technology. Okay. Yeah. Sure. So my first mind, his name okay. is Joffrey. Um, but not spelled like the Game of Thrones And not obviously. even related to it at all. I no, mean, it, you, you named it well before you ever heard of they, cop- they copied me is my stance on it. And I have a lawyer working on this, but 1.9 million into 1.26 million. Yeah. Something that strikes me is that this feels like a time when San Martino is, although sometimes can have queen Jack, which, you know, Greenwood doesn't want him to have is relatively capped as far as hands that Greenwood is beating that are really strong. Like what hands that are really strong in San Martino's range does he have that Greenwood is currently beating? It's hard to come up with uh ace 10 maybe, but then wouldn't San Martino have raised that preflop a lot of the time or on the turn a lot of the time? I think maybe the turn is not a time to raise it the, when Queen Jack gets in, gets in there and Greenwood has the Queen Jacks. I guess um, it's hard to put San Martino in very many aces, period, because he didn't squeeze pre. So you're putting him on like King X type hands. I mean, I obviously can have some aces. Yeah, but there aren't that there's less aces than might normally be the case. Right. Cause he's in such a cherry spot to put in a big three bet. Cherry fly. spot, bro. Yeah. So all my, <laughs> my, my point being like, yeah. there are certainly times to overbet for value. Right? Right. And of course, Sam Green is the type of guy who's going to be balanced and have overbets that are bluffs in those same times. But it doesn't seem like they're the times when your opponent's range is pretty capped. You know, right. th- that seems like the time for smaller bets, right? Can I ask a question? Does Sam Green with his two sevens, do either of them have a club in them? Yeah, one club. So he's also blocking. He's blocking clubs a little bit, which is good. Yeah. That's something. Of course, because it's the seven of clubs, if Dario had that, he'd have a pair anyway, and he'd yeah. already have uh, a call. So maybe yeah. that's that's a less, that's one of the least important clubs to be blocking because it's a pair anyway. It's got showdown value. Um, Sam doesn't, like... 
Dario could have all the missed draws here. And he, he's just going to fold. Well, that's not what I'm worried about. I'm well, just worried about his made hands. Because if we're betting at all, right. he's just going to fold. Well, we draws. could bet small and induced, but sure. Yeah, but oh, mostly, mostly he's just going to fold. Of course, you're right. right. So what I'm, I'm, I'm thinking more about sizing and like yeah. my ultimate point being when your opponent seems pretty capped as far as their good hands, their hands that can consider calling. Yeah. That does not feel, at least from a pragmatic perspective, like the time when you should be going for massive value. I agree. However, there's definitely a counterpoint to that, right? Okay. And, the, and maybe this is one of your other six minds. It's possible. And I hate to, I hate to step on I one of your minds. I hope it's not Deborah. She's a bitch. Bad mind. Okay. I'm going to just let you guys have an internal conflict okay. about that. And We're going to do that while you talk. Continue my point. <laughs> okay. Sort of like split, James McAvoy. Yeah. Um, cooler, though. So Cooler. cooler. <laughs> so the counterpoint to that is why... Like Sam's telling a super weird story when he bets 1.9 million, right? He's basically saying I have the nuts, right? Yeah. As, as for value. Now it turns out he also has some other very strong hands that he could bet for value here, but there aren't, it's like, but I don't look like I am very strong. Why would you bet so much with a big hand, right? From Dario's point of view. Yeah, that's fair. And so then you start to think like, well, and Sam Green is the kind of guy who absolutely can overbet bluff and not have it. We've seen him do it, right? Sure. So, so Dario's, calling range may actually expand a little bit and may I, he may call with a little wider than if Sam bets a more normal amount. Now I understand there's of course the problem with this, which is that it's threatening a lot. It's threatening not Dario's tournament, but it's threatening a, a bunch of his stack now, right? Cause Dario started with like 6 million and now we're suddenly betting 1.9. Like that's a lot. It's a huge deal. Yeah. Um, but Dario's the kind of guy who might make a hero call more than some amateurs. Like there's a bunch of amateurs who are just going to fold almost everything here. Right. But the good players that the really tough high-end players are going to think about heroing here a little more because Sam's overbetting, right? High-end luxury players yeah. like Dario Sammartino. Corinthian leather. Yeah, I love Corinthian leather. It's the most real thing that ever happened. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's a pretty good point. It's just, It also just brings up, like, because I, I started with a layer and you added a layer to it. It's like, it just fucking sucks if you're in such a huge spot that you end up at a table with a guy who's capable of these sizings and you have to try to figure out what the hell he's doing. It's yeah. just like, why can't I just have the easy table where it's just like, I just have easy decisions and things go well for me instead of like, I don't know what the fuck to do. Like this sucks, right. you know? Right. It just sucks. Like table draw is so important in tournaments. It is so oh important. I mean, yeah. I mean, Dario is at least on Sam's left. Yeah. Could be worse. Yeah. Could be a lot worse. Yep. Okay. So, Greenwood ju- does choose that sizing. Maybe yeah. maybe it's good because of like the level of Dario and that they have some sort of history. It seems pretty clear that Greenwood is trying to get Dario to hero with his non-misdraws. Like, like basically his entire range of non-misdraws, all his made hands, which are like kings, tens, and aces pretty much, right? Yeah. Um, and maybe mostly, maybe mostly kings and aces, actually. Because I don't know if he's really calling with a 10 very often when he's got kudos behind yeah, him. Yeah, on the turn, probably not. Maybe jack 10 or queen 10. Maybe okay. With it. Um, but now that we're here, whatever he called with, that's that's a pair or better, but mostly just a pair. Um, has to consider calling because all the draws missed and the sizing of this, where Sam is now polarized. Yeah, I guess so. And as Dario, you have to assume that Sam's going to have a level of balance here, and he's going to have some club draws. And he's going to have some eight nine type hands in his range mm-hmm. that you have to at least consider calling when you have an ace, which is yeah, probably pretty high in your distribution. I mean, obviously, it's weird. I kind of view San Martino's range as, as having like queen jack in it. And then after that, it like drops way off 
like distribution wise. He does he doesn't have too many sets in his range. It's hard for him to have a lot of sets. It's hard for him to have two pair also. He can maybe he can have King Ten pretty reasonably, but Ace Ten feels pretty tough. Ace Ten and King Ten both feel pretty tough to me. I mean, the fact that he called with Ace Five means to me he can have King Ten. Yeah, and maybe he can have Ace Ten too. You know, if he can have these things, then he should be less likely to less. Of course, to call a lot of these five. hands, although Queen Jack does get there will raise the turn some of the time. So yes. you remove some of that. Right. Like of his, of his hands that he's not even considering raising the turn, a weak ace is among the best. Yeah, that's a fair point. So that's... But, those, but, but you also made the argument earlier that ace 10, if it got here... Might not raise the turn. Might not raise the yeah, turn. So that I, means king 10 might not raise the turn. It, it, does, mean, it right. does mean all that. But of course, might not means it sometimes will, whereas ace 5 will never raise the turn. Ace 5 raising the turn seems insane. Yeah. So... I guess distribution might demand a call, even though the sizing is so big, but the moment is so big as well. And like, let's take into account what we're doing here. We're 100 left in the main event, which of course has gotten tougher than the main event started, but it's still a very soft situation for a guy like Dario San Martino. And he doesn't have to choose this spot to hero, maybe the best player in the room for a huge amount with a relatively weak hand, right? Like the rest of the table is going to be easy pickings for him. Most likely. That's true. At the same point, this is at least a spot where we know Sam's polarized. Like, Sam isn't doing this with ace-jack. Sam doesn't have ace-jack here. We know that, right? Yep. Sam doesn't have any one pair of hands here. No. We know that. That's great. Sam might have ace-10. Sam might have ace-10. Sam is... I mean, but you, I, don't, you don't put him on that type no, of hand because exactly. pre-flop he didn't three-bet. So I was just going to say. Um, he's usually three-betting that. So I know I wouldn't really put him on two sevens either. By the way, as we start to eliminate some of these hands, you might think, like, isn't he three-betting most of the hands that are beating me, including queen-jack? Yeah. So now it's more likely he's got, like, a suited connector or, you know, something like that, isn't it? Like, or, like, two clubs, specifically when I say it. Like, it feels like two clubs. Maybe he's got, like, eight, nine of clubs or seven, eight of clubs or something. So he has a pair, but it's not good enough, he doesn't think, and he's got a, he's got a bluff with it. Or six, eight of clubs or whatever, you know? That and, would be easier to say if it wasn't Sam Greenwood, you know? Yes. He's going to have some trickeration, you know? Clearly. The, the mo- one of the most confounding hands we ever did was Sam Greenwood with 11 blinds, oh limping ace-queen of diamonds somehow with 11 blinds, and then three-bet shoving on a king-high flop with no pair, no draw. Super weird. So, like, you can't really put, like, we, we ultimately were like, this seems like just crazy punty and weird, but... Because he does stuff like that, you can't put him on traditional ranges. You right. can't make traditional assumptions. You right. have to give him more combos of the stuff you don't expect. It feels like he's working pretty hard to confuse the really good players. Yeah. And so with Dario on his left, maybe that's one of the reasons why he's flatting with two sevens. It's like, well, he's never going to put me on a hand like this. Yeah. And maybe he's doing it with a bunch of hands in this kind of a spot. You know? So, yeah. And then if that's the case, now we're back to like, well, I don't really know what to do. Yeah. Um, so, now... I mean, there's what there was 1.2 million in the pot. 1.36, yeah. 1.26. There's, there's it puts in another 1.9, so that gets us to like 3.16 million in the pot, and it's 1.9 to call. Yeah. So you know, we don't have to be right a lot from a I mean, from a chip EV point of you view. You can say that about almost every bet. Though. I know, but no, it's true, and this is an over bet, so it's it's worse than normal in terms of the percentage we'd have and to be right. And it's two million of our very very exactly. precious chips that we get to like bully the bad players with that we no longer get to bully the bad players with. We also get to bully Sam Greenwood with because we have position on him. We can make his life a little hard, which it's harder to do the shorter we get. You know, the threat is not as as strong. So I think because, okay, so San Martino calls after a long tank. Yeah. I think ultimately what he decided was that 
he can't let Sam Greenwood destroy him from a game three perspective. He has to use distribution in this case. Right. And based on the way San Martino played the hand, this is one of the best hands he shows up with. So he has to call. That's probably what he thought. Yeah. I think he should have probably taken it to the meta game and decided like, okay, okay, okay. I get all of that. And it sucks if, if he's bluffing me here, but you know, it's not like I've put a ton into this pot and I still have, a really big stack that is valuable to bully the rest of the table and sometimes Sam Greenwood. And I'm going to think better than them, except for Sam Greenwood, who's on my right. So it's a great spot anyway. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should preserve that instead of going down to like a 38 blind stack where it's not really as easy to do that. I mean, 38 blinds is still reasonable though. You can still do a lot with 38 blinds, which is good. You right? can't, you can, but you can't be the guy who's like putting a ton of pressure on people. Not as much. No, yeah. that's true. And of course, you can get pressure put on you in, yeah. in ways now. And now it's even easier to put pressure on you because right. it's a twenty, a nineteen bet, nineteen blind bet is half your stack now right. instead of like a third of your stack or whatever. It's, it's a big difference. Um, it's a really tough spot. I can understand though why why Dario just sort of like gets to the point, like you said, of like, look, I don't know what to do here. This isn't obvious. Um, this is one of the best hands I can have. All the draws missed. He's overbetting. I know he's capable of not having it. Maybe calling here also like shows him that he can't push me around a little bit. Maybe there's some metagame value in that. I mean, it's, it's, it's a reasonable the metagame value is not good enough if you think you're losing a fair amount of the time, though. Of course, no, no, it has to be a plus. We're saying if we think yeah. it's a plus chip EV play, also sure, sure. Um, like we're not going to hero with like bottom pair, even though you know we're sort of up against the same ranges. It should do the same again as Ace Five, yeah, right. Um, although this way we also block like ace 10 and things like that. We don't really think Sam has ace 10 that often, but maybe as it's some, we block a little bit of that. There's a little bit of value there. Uh, I can understand why he finds a call here, even though I assumed when I was watching this, that he was going to fold because mm-hmm. the bet was so big. And I just think like, doesn't he have two pairs sometimes? Isn't sometimes he's slow playing the nuts. Doesn't he just have some better hands here. And like also situationally, like you're saying, isn't it just worth not getting involved. But the thing is you can situationally fold your, your way into oblivion also. And like, you know, cost yourself a chance at really winning the tournament, right? That's true. And so like, yeah, I mean, if you call and win here, not only do you have what is now a massive stack at this stage of the main event, you have put a big hurt on the best player at the table. That's pretty great. And the guy you've got position on, and now he's going to, he won't be able to make as many moves against you. It's going to be harder for him and easier for you from, from here on out. Yeah. So, you know, it goes both ways. This like situational stuff. It does. I can. I really understand why he called. I assumed he was going to fold, but I get the call, and I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's bad means. either. It's just just an example of why it sucks to play against these elite players. Yeah, like, this so. might be a, in some ways a good time to make the call too. It's like day six. There's like a hundred players left. Yeah, the ICM is not really a big deal for these guys, right? Like, it, there's a like you got to accumulate chips. Mm-hmm. You just got to build up your stack still, and like. This might be a, a two million chip gift that we're being, getting right being now. Being the guy who gets to fifteen left with a stack that can bully the people who are terrified is so crazy valuable. Like that that final table bubble is oh my god so immense. It's incredible. I mean, Joe McKeon, his year, yeah, when they were down to ten players, raised I think he was literally raising every hand. Like every hand for like an hour and a half straight. Yeah. Just like normal raises and stuff like that. We we were able to watch some of it actually, um, because they were covering that back then. Uh and uh but like I mean, just kept going and going and going and going. So putting yourself in that position means like you can accumulate like 50, 60 blinds between two tables left in the final table. If, if things go well, just without showdown without it. Yeah. If things go reasonably well, sometimes they go really well and you actually, you know, get someone's whole stack that you shouldn't have gotten otherwise, you know, because you're playing hands. You just wouldn't have played and you get there in weird ways. Yeah. So 
I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know what he's really supposed to. He's probably supposed to call since he did call. Yeah. He's probably supposed to. He's supposed to fold to pretty much everybody else at the table. Correct. Pretty comfortably and easily, yeah. in fact. Um, this is the one guy where it feels like, wow, so many good things happen if I'm right. If I right. call and I'm good. So many great stuff happens. I'm like, how many chips does uh, Dario have now, too? He's going to have like 90 blinds or something, right? Maybe more? I mean, it's going to be pretty sweet. Well, luckily for Dario, as you know now, he uh, managed to recover from this yes. and end up finishing second to Jose Nensan. Yeah, it all kind of worked out just fine anyway for Dario. Greenwood, I don't remember exactly what the bust-out hand oh, was. I do. But I remember it was ridiculous. And he, uh, what happened was uh, Sue, who yeah. was one of the final tableists, uh, opened with the 9-10 of clubs and sam- to 500,000. Yeah. This was, I think, when it was uh, 125, 250, I think. Maybe it was 100, 200. Because I don't know if they have a 125. They do for sure. Oh, they do. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, he makes it. He makes it 500k. Samson the big blind with aces makes it 2.5 million. Sue calls. Mm-hmm. The flop is queen jack x. Sam bets small. Sue calls. Turns another jack. Sam bets like 3.7 million. Sue shoves for like 11 million. Sam calls after I about remember. 45 seconds. It King loses. on the river. Yeah. Sam's out. What an incredible equity spot for him. It was the biggest pot of the tournament up to that point. Sam would have been the chip leader in the tournament with 50 players left. Wow. So what What a huge change for everybody in the tournament. Yep. Like Greenwood wins the tournament like 5% of the time if he wins that pot. That is probably correct. It's crazy. Yep. 5%. Wow. It's probably true. Yeah. Because he's so good and he'll have all the chips. Maybe it's like even a little higher than 5%. Maybe. I mean, it's some weird. I mean, how often does he make the final table at that point? Like some really like 40%, 30%. I mean, some, something very high. Yeah. yeah. It's a really incredible, incredible spot that, you know, just. So, I mean, the, the confluence of this hand happening and Dario somehow managing to scrape his way out and Greenwood busting in that really nasty way is like so good for San Martino who ends up getting to finish second. <laughs> That's right. I mean, as you said, I imagine all the players left in the tournament just gave a big sigh of relief when yeah. that king hit. It's like, thank God the Sioux dude got the, got the chips yeah. instead of freaking Greenwood. Right. Anyway, he won this hand, so we got to have some happiness for a little while. Yeah. Enjoy your happiness, Sam. It sure. will be fleeting. <laughs> You'll be sad.